Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Always delighted to be joined by my good mate, Josh Taylor. First and foremost, Josh, how are you, big man? Probably the same as you, mate. Pretty bored. Pretty <laughs> bored now. Uh, I was panicking a wee bit because I've been I shaved my hair a few weeks ago. That's only just starting to go back in now. That's about that's about a good five weeks, six weeks. So I thought it was going like you, mate, bald. But mate, no, I'm all right. It's fine. It's I'm all good. <laughs> you're, you're lucky though. You, you, your, your, your missus Danielle, she's a hairdresser, so you've got that squared when your hair does grow in, and she can style it back up for you. It's a bit, yeah, it's a bit of a mess at the minute. Like I'm gonna have to get her to do it again. Oh, uh, it's it's not, no, no bald again, like, but blind all in properly. Yeah, there's no I'm TV like, cameras, mate, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, well, the reason why I messaged you this morning is because it's been a, a year since you won your first world title. Now, I've said this in a couple of interviews with you. I can remember when you were an amateur, a young guy in that lock-in boxing gym. Mm-hmm. If you could just have a chat after a training session, you would write, Josh Taylor, future world champion. Now, what I want to do is because you are a unified world champion now, I just want to go back to the Ivan Branchik fight when you won your IBF world title in the beginning sort of thing. So I wanted to go back to the initial head-to-head. When you signed <laughs> Ivan Branchik up, what were your initial thoughts on this man? Can I knew in our interview you said that you believe you could stop him. But what were your initial thoughts when you sized each other up in that first uh, press conference? The press conference, um, well, I knew I knew of them beforehand in the amateur game, like going to the Europeans and the Worlds and and certain other um, tournaments. I can't remember specifically which ones, but I can remember them from from a few sort of the later half of my amateur career, like senior years, my last couple of senior years, going to a couple of tournaments, and he was there as well. So. And he always did well and always beat good fighters in that as well. So I always sort of knew who he was, kind of, or was aware of him. Um, never really seen too much of him as a pro up until the WBSS coming around. Uh, I seen who the opponents who was who was in it, who was going to be in it, all the names, and then I recognised Ivan, Ivan Baranchek's name, and uh, then I started taking notes of him. Obviously, once I beat once I beat um, Ryan Martin. Um, obviously, I was boxing Baranchek, and then I started watching his fights. You know, and uh, it wasn't too from what I've seen of his fights that I watched, wasn't it too much different for the amateur game? So, um, I thought it was tough, and I knew it was going to be tough and come forward and be strong. And it was the the fight played out almost, or well, he fought how almost exactly how I, I think he, I thought he was going to fight, and um, you know, it made for pretty much a quite. It's sometimes quite an easy fight, but I, I got involved a wee bit too much at times and, and made a bit of a tear up. I could have, I could have went that twelve, just about that full twelve rounds without taking a punch near enough. Um, if I just used my feet, and at times it's what it was like, but it was I got off the board and a bit <laughs> bored, and I could hear the crowd getting silent, and I thought, oh, am I doing enough to win here? And you know, I knew I was comfortably sort of ahead, but my my head sort of mm. let me lose the discipline and go in for a tear-up because it was kind of, I was able to switch off at times. I was able to sort of switch off and move around and let them hit away at me in great concentration because it wasn't really... I never really got pushed to my limit. You know, I still had two or three years to go, but um, it was tough to give him his due. It was tough to hit him with some really good punches. Um, obviously, he went down a couple of times um, in the sixth round, I believe it was the sixth or the seventh round. Well, that's what I've done. I've done. I've done. My, I've done my breakdown of everything. I watched your fight back today, so I want to see mm. what you can remember in that fight because I don't think you've probably watched it back in a wee while, have you? I've not watched it for a wee while. No, actually. Um, 
fact, the only fight I've watched recently is my fight with Progre. Um, and that was a good, a good couple of months back now as well. So um, I've not seen the fight for a while. I might actually watch it the night, to be fair. Since That's a good fight, to be honest. To be honest, I watched, it back, I watched it back this morning and I was like, this was actually a good fight. It's yeah. actually, it's no, actually it was, a good... It was definitely a good fight. You know, it was definitely a good fight at times. It was sort of... The first four or five rounds, I was sort of just sort of feeling him out and he wasn't really landing in on me. I wasn't really landing much on him. He was quite awkward because he was making himself small and stuff like that. But um, he wasn't hitting me and I just knew like when I was moving and just jabbing and moving, he couldn't get near me when I was just moving my feet. But then... I thought I need to do something about telling here. I need to maybe put on him a wee bit more and get closer to him and land some bigger, hurtful shots. And that's when I ended up doing it. I set up that right hook that I dropped him with about maybe one or two rounds beforehand. So he kind of thrown the left and thrown the right hook, like sort of fainting it, disguising the right hook, setting that up, sort of throwing a lazy left hand and then setting up the right hook. And it caught him and it put him on his arse and hurt him. You know, if I'd had 10 more seconds in that fight, in that round, sorry. It was the last two seconds. It was the last two seconds of the sixth round. You put him down for the second time. Do you believe if mm. that was maybe two minutes to go, and you'd done that little? hundred percent. hundred percent. He was. He was gone. He was. His legs, and his sort of his equilibrium was away. So I thought, a couple, five more seconds rest in that round, he'd been gone. He'd been. He'd been away. Um, but obviously, it wasn't. The bell rang, and they got through it. But what? You've got to give credit to him because right, right away I thought I've got him. I said to Shane in the corner, I've got him. He's he's ready to go. He's away. And I come out the next game round, the seventh round, and he comes straight away and put a solid jab in. And his rates of recovery was just like, like he was getting hurt. And then yeah, so it's, that's credit to him. He was in great shape, very strong. He was very physically strong. Um, not so much physically strong, but he quite he was solid. You know, he was solid. He wasn't like batch physically strong bit like throwing me about. I actually thought I was stronger than him inside, but he was very solid, you know, he was his body was solid and he, he punched quite hard as well. He did punch he did punch quite hard. I'd say that's the hardest punch I've ever been in with as a pro. Before we go on about that, I want to just go back to the the Wayne as well, because I forgot all about what happened at the Wayne. Do you remember what happened to that Wayne? Like it was yesterday I <laughs> that was quite a crazy crazy thing that happened, eh? Just explain, no, I was, just what I was ready to fight there and then after it because I was I was going through the back and it was going mental all the officials and the judges and or whoever it was there all the officials the inspectors and all that I was I was going mad at them because I stood on the I stood on the scales and then I'm I'm sure I'm pretty sure it was Craig Stephen that shouted out the weight and we have a fight we shouted out the weight and they you know obviously I was like right I've made weight fair enough I knew I was on weight anyway and uh, I went and they. Uh, took a big gulp of water, like half half a litre of water almost. And uh, Freddie Roach has come over, you're over you're overweight, you're overweight, blah, blah, blah. So I had to stand back on the scales again. But then by that point, I was overweight because I just downed like half a litre of water. Um, so I had, right, you've got two hours to go and get off. I was, I was fucking raging, you know. I was like, fucking, I've made my fucking weight, blah, 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 blah. And all these people. But when I was standing on the scales, it was flickering between, like, 0.4, 0.5, and 0.6, kind of flicking because there were so many people walking about, um, and the scales were like uneven as well. Like when you, after the weigh-in, obviously I took the scales, uh, were on stage, backstage to to obviously do my weight again, and took it to a level floor, and the, the scales were uneven, and so that was probably why it was flickering. 
you know, because I'm professional with my weight. I know exactly what weight to come in. I know how to do it. And uh, I knew I was on weight, but the, the scales were flickering. So they obviously 0.1 or something. So I was overweight by 0.1 of a kilo or something. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck, 100 grams. So they said, right, you've got two hours to go through and make weight. So I had like team sort of tracksuits on. I never had any sweat gear with me. I just put another tracksuit on, another hoodie on. And I went and done skipping for 10 minutes and I was back on weight again. So it shows you how easy I'm making the weight. Do you know, it's like everybody's, how does he make weight? Because it's huge for light weight or how do you must struggle for weight? But you get two hours to make the weight again. I've done it in 10 minutes. Mm. And I've just drank a half a litre of water as well. So it, was, it just shows you how easy I'm making the weight, how comfortable I'm making the weight. Was that an old but school? I remember that like it was fucking yesterday. It still, still annoys me, but do you I know what? About- in hindsight, it probably fired me up a wee bit more. Do you know what I mean? Because I was annoyed at him. I took it out on him. You know, I was like, I'm going to fucking, I was saying to his, his coach, his manager, I'm going to fucking kill him tomorrow. I'm going to hurt him and I'm going to fucking knock him out. And I was raging, you know, so I took that angle with me into the ring and I think it obviously worked. You think that was an old school, ta- an old school tactic from Freddie Roach? Like waiting till you drunk the water and then coming over and saying, you're overweight, get back on the scale. Do you think that was sort of like a little... Well, listen, I, probably, probably. You know, he's, he's, Freddie's, listen, Freddie's been a veteran of the game. He's been around for years and years and years and so many boxers and world champions and, you know, champions in that wildcard gym. Um, so he knows every trick in the book. Um, and it shows he's still, he's still sharp as a tack when it comes to things like that as well. Do you know, I say... It's just a, he knew he was he was on the he was on the ball there and he knew straight away. So fair play to him, you know, because if that was the other way around, I expect my team to do the same. So fair play to him, but it didn't make any difference, you know, because he still he still got slapped about. <laughs> <laughs> and I got that title, baby. Yeah, baby. The thing is, well, Josh, see, like I, like I told you, I watched the fight back this morning, and it was the whole spectacle as well, like you walking out the ring, standing on the little sort of plinth that they had, and then the, the lights. And stuff mm. and the hydro singing Flower of Scotland. Like, what, what were you feeling? Were you feeling any nerves on that plinth when the lights were going up? And now Josh Taylor standing to the light or coming to the light, whatever it was. How, what was your, no, really. what were you um, feeling? No, really, no, no, for the, no, for the brand check fight, I wasn't nervous at all. I was really quite calm. Uh, really quite, no, no, I think, wait now, wait now, I'm going to get mixed up here. Yeah, um, no, no, I was really quite calm before the brand check fight. It was before the, the Ryan Martin one, I was a wee bit nervous because I knew it was the final one before my world title fight. Do you know what I mean? I said, I need to fucking win this one or I'm not getting this world title shot. So I was a wee bit nervous just before I walked out that one. You know, I remember a, a little a bit of a, a sort of roar just before I walked out to get my emotions out. Like, fuck, let's go. Fuck. I like, popped my voice to a big fucking roar. I think Shane looked at me like I was a bit fucking mad, but like I got me going and let me let out that wee bit of nerves, you know. And I uh, went out, walked to bring what cool as a cucumber and uh, done the job. So, but the Baranchik fight, I was, I had never been so confident, you know. I was, I was, I knew the way I trained and prepared for that fight and the shape I was in. I was the way I was perspiring in that as well. I knew I was gonna, I knew I was gonna win that fight. There was no doubts in my mind. Thing is, well, Josh, the first, I think that you take the first round off just to sort of like feel your opponent out. I think I've noticed that in the last few fights, you sort of like just little pie shots and stuff like that to feel your opponent out to see what shots he's got. Because was it a cagey first two rounds or did you just 
Were you just feeling your branching out in the first two rounds? Um, can't really remember the top of my mind, uh, top of my head. Um, I'm not sure if I, I think I maybe won the first round. Did I know that fight? What do you think? It was a close first round now. Definitely a close first round. Um, I'm pretty sure I thought I won it. I know it was close, but there wasn't really anything telling. You know, it was quite... I knew like it was, there was nothing that sort of telling in that round that I'd landed to, to really give it to each fighter. But I kind of thought when I come back to the corner, I thought, right, okay, it's a decent round. I'd say that one's in the bag. Um, and I just went out and see what it was all about. And he come out and I thought, right, he come out and swung a couple of big shots. I thought, right, this is what he's going to do all night. Cause you were every, making him miss a lot. You were making him miss a lot in the first mm. three, four rounds, yeah. Every fight that I watched of him, he, that's what he did. You know, he'd come out, no feeling about just woof. Straight in, you know, like there's no finesse about his work. It's all, all or nothing, you know. But it works for him, you know. It works for him. But obviously, I just knew that's that's what he did. He was very one-dimensional that kind of way. Um, so I was making him miss, and at times I thought it was real, real easy. But I was getting bored and kind of thinking. I could hear the crowd getting silent at times, and I thought, I know what kind of ahead here, or slightly ahead. But he's not catching me, and I'm making him miss. I'm walking around the ring using my jab. I thought, am I doing really? Am I really doing enough to win here? Because this is my world title fight. So I mean, it's my chance to win the title. I thought, am I really doing enough here? And then I, I, I just changed. I said, fuck it. I'm going to go put it on him and uh, have a fight with him. And then that's when I ended up dropping him and then hurting, like hurting him a few times in that fight. I hurt him a good few times in that fight. Don't worry, I've got them written down when you hurt me. Don't worry, don't worry. I've got, I know when you hurt him. In the fifth round, though, he, you got cut in the left eye. Yeah. I the left eye. Do you, can you remember what punch that was, or anything like that was it a punch, a headbutt? What was it? Can't remember to be honest. Uh, I think it was probably a punch. Um, I'm not sure. I need to watch the fight again. Um, but the cut wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad, so it didn't it didn't affect me at all. You know, so I wasn't really. But I knew I was bleeding, but it wasn't affecting me. So I wasn't I wasn't bothered. You know, even when I when I do get cuts in fights, it doesn't bother me. You've seen. I've had a couple of horrific cuts in, in my fights and they're above my eyes. Uh, but it doesn't bother me. It doesn't faze me at all. You know, say uh, you're in a fight, that kind of thing's going to happen. So it doesn't bother me at all if I get the cut. Like, the, the knockdowns obviously happened in the sixth round. I mean, were you relieved when you knocked him down? The first knockdown, you sort of like put your arms up like that as if to say, thank fuck, I've done it. I've knocked him down. Or, I've got him here. Did, did you feel oh, this? Like, yes. Was like, yes, good shot. I'm well ahead now. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because like, I knew I was kind of keeping ahead and then put him down. Yes, I'm well ahead now. And then I kind of took seventh and eighth off and sort of let him back into the fight, which is a wee bit of a mistake and a wee bit uh, an experience. Because like, I, I thought I'm well ahead here. And he came out in the seventh round. And he, like, it was like I hadn't had been, even been hit. He was fresh. His rates of recovery were, were brown. I thought, Jesus, man, he's, how's he back as sharp as this again when he's just been decked twice and out on his feet. And uh, he come back out the seventh round and I thought, right, well, it's maybe no ready yet. I'll just take my time again on my head. And I think I took a one or two rounds off, just moving around and not really doing much, which is probably a bit of a mistake on my behalf looking back. But listen, I never, I never put myself in any danger or anything like that. I played it pretty safe until the last couple of rounds. That's, that's the thing as well. Like, I've got to say, and I think it was the same round he hit you with like a, a sneaky little right uppercut. And I can remember the yeah. commentator saying, that was a good shot by Branchek. I mean, did he hurt you in that fight? You said he's the hardest puncher. And I never ever see your legs dip or 
see any grimace in your face when I've watched you fight. But did Branchek hurt you in that fight? Because it's hard to tell if he has. No, he no, no, he never hurt me. He never hurt me. But I remember thinking, they're quite weighty. Do you know? Mm. Like, so when I let him in close and let him like see what kind of power he had at first, um, I saw he tucked up and said, right, let's see what he's got. And he, boom, I felt boom, boom on the sides, and I thought, ooh, they're quite fucking, they're quite weighty. With a bit of meat behind them. Do you know what I mean? Like quite wacky, sudden punches. But he caught me clean a couple of times, but never, never once bothered me. But it was enough for me to go. Right, I need to watch what I'm doing here because if he catches me, he might hurt me. But never once did he hurt me. Like it was, I just not not once, not once actually. But did I can remember respect? sort of thinking, yeah, I got my respect, I because like I come out the first round, blah blah blah, and then had a wee look, and he covered up and went to see what kind of what he had, kind of let's see what what firepower he's got, and uh, let him whack it. I think once once or twice, and uh, I remember thinking, oh, like there's there's a bit. Bit sauce behind the punches, like so. Um, I didn't want to let him hit me with too many of them, so he earned my respect that way. But in terms of hurting me, nowhere near hurting me. I just uh, I think I walked through every single one of his punches. What does that say about you then, Josh? That just say you did. Did I can remember him hitting me around the back of the, the elbows a couple of times and thinking, oh, I don't know, let him hit me with any more of them, like moving away. Do you know what I mean? Like moving away and sort of. You, like in the camera, you could tell your, your back was starting to redden because he couldn't right quite find the body shots. He was trying to come round the side and hitting you right at the back of the kidneys and stuff like kidney shots. And did they hurt or did you feel them or did you just so much adrenaline you didn't pay attention to it? Because you never. No, like a couple of times you hit me, you go, oh, right, that was a good one. It better not let him, you know, get too many of them off. So, but it never hurt me. But um, he's definitely a solid puncher. He's definitely got to give him credit where it's due. He was definitely a. A solid puncher, like he's probably the, the hardest puncher I've been with as a pro. You said to yourself after the knockdown, sort of thing, you took a couple of rounds off, and I noticed in the tenth round you sort of sat in the pocket a bit more and you unleashed him. You actually hurt him with a couple of good body shots, uppercuts, fighting mm. like three, four shot combinations and stuff like that. Was that? I don't know what was said in the corner, but when you came out in the tenth, it seemed like you had a little bit of urgency. Could you? Did you think to yourself, "Well, I've let him back into this fight a little bit here. I need to go out in these last three and get it done." Aye, I sort of thought, right, like I've took my foot off the gas here a bit. I can't. I need to make sure now. I know on my head, mm-hmm. but I need to make sure now that there's no question about who's won this fight. You know, so I kind of put my foot back on the gas a wee bit more. I think it was the tenth, eleventh, and then I knew I had the fight won in the last round. But then I think the last, like I took most of the last round off, and then I thought he's winning this round. And I think it was maybe the last minute. I thought, right, I need to finish strong, finish like the champion, and I end up having a fight with him and having a good bit of a fight with him in the last round again. But I could have made that fight so much easier for myself. I could have made it a 12-round boxing shutout, really. If I really wanted to, I could have done that, no problem. Then I'll ask you this then, Josh. Do you fight with your heart more than your head? No, no, no. It's more it's more my head. But sometimes, sometimes I've got to bite down the gum shield and, and fight and let the guy know. Because there's kind of a sort of... There's a conversation going on in there between you and your opponent. You know, there's no words spoken, but there's kind of a, a physical conversation going on. You know, if he's hitting you a couple of times or whatever, he knows he's, if he's maybe hit you a good shot, or you know, or you know if you've hit him a good shot. And, you know, you, there's kind of like, there's like a conversation kind of going on before a word being spoken. It's weird. Just little nods and stuff like that, aye. Aye, you can see. like, and uh, So I, I kind of know, right, I need to finish strong here. This guy thinks he's getting back in the fight. Finish strong. Let him know. 
you're the man, you're the champion, and you took the belt from And that's what I did. I decided to put it back on him again the last round in a bit. The last round, let's talk about the last round then, because he did have you, the, probably the first time in the fight, really, he, he pinned you back a little bit against the ropes and the corners and stuff like that. Even though you, you, you managed to do your Muhammad Ali rope up a little bit, you did throw punches back and stuff like that. What was going through your mind when he was backing you up more and more in the 12th? I don't know, I was, I was comfortable. I was comfortable. Yeah. It was just like, he wasn't hitting me. You know, he was throwing a lot of punches, but he wasn't hitting me. I was dipping and rolling and slipping and ducking and tucking him up and then hitting him back. You know, so I was like, he kind of hit me and he couldn't hurt me as well. So I was just like, come ahead. But then I thought, come on now, it's your last round. Don't, don't let him like, hit you with a shot and knock you down or whatever. So I switched back on and, and put it back on him again. So I was just really comfortable in there the whole fight. The whole fight, I was, I was really comfortable in there. Did you obviously raised your arms. Were you, how, how confident were you in terms of percentage that you had won that fight? hundred percent. I was I was hundred percent confident I won that fight. I knew I knew I won most of the rounds. First of the couple of the first rounds were quite close and sort of hard to score because there, were, there wasn't really much happening. But then uh, two knockdowns and then I won like I think it was like maybe five of the six rounds, maybe the last six rounds. So a four of the six rounds. Sorry, four of the last six rounds. So I thought I'm well ahead here. There's no way. That, I'm going to get beat this fight. It can't, it can't be. Mm. And so I was, there was no doubt in my mind. I want you to... That's what I was going to say, Josh. I was going to say, I want you to cast your mind back and think, right, when Howard Foster had you, your, both your wrists, and then Craig Stevens, and his kilt, Scotsman, you're in Glasgow, the fans are there. Mm. What was your thoughts? The initial emotion, not your reaction, your emotion... When Craig Stevens was like, and the new, how was, what was the, was it relief? What was it? At the time, it was just like, oh, thank God. So I was just like, I've done it. Mission accomplished. Fucking yes, nice one. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I've done it, man. That's a long time I've been dreaming about this and thinking about this. A long time, I was just like, fucking yes, nice one, Josh. Mission done. Well done. Job complete. So I was kind of, it was hard, like, it was not really that, it was quite weird, it wasn't really that emotional, it was just like, finally, I've done it. Always knew I was going to be world champion, always knew I was going to become world champion. Just like, I've done it now, that's it. It wasn't until I went away on holiday, and um, I was sitting at the pool with Danielle, and I said to her, fuck, well, I'm world champion. <laughs> and I looked through her and she went, we're just sitting sunbathing next to the pool, and I turned around and Danielle went, and I'm fucking world champ. I'm the world champ. Like she just started laughing, and I was like, "Fucking hell, I've done it now." And then it started sinking in when I had a bit of downtime. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a bit of time to relax and chill out. I was like, hell, I've done it." Like I was like, "Then I'm obviously proud of myself for what I've done." And then you have a bit of time off in between fights. You watch the fights back, and I was like, "Wow, I've done that. I've finally done it. Look what I've done: fifteen fights and a world champion. Amazing, man." See, the thing is, I watched my post-fight interview back with you as well, and I said to you the post-fight interview, I was like, I thought that me and you would be like, ah, jumping up and down, but it did feel like, yeah, you did it. We knew you were going to do it. It was like, right. well done, Josh. You know what I mean? Because I can't right. from... like I don't know how to say it. Like, kind of, because you're expecting that you've world, world, like you say, world champion. Yeah, it's going to party, go, go mental with your lads and family, and, you know, like, celebrate properly the lifetime of... World, world, like 
world champion, lifetime of dreaming about that moment. So you think you would go, yes, and have a good night, you know, but it wasn't. It was like, be like, oh, well, I'm kind of like an anti-climax, you know, like <laughs> when you're planning on maybe going, going to a concert or something or going to see a show or something like that and you, your expectations are up there and you go and see it and you're like, wasn't that good? It wasn't as good as I was expecting. <laughs> you know, something like that. But it was more just like, I've done it. No, I've done it now. Well done. Like, knew it was going to happen. I've finally done it. I can finally say I'm, I can finally write on bits of paper, Josh Taylor, world champion. I know, that, yes. that's, what, that's what I always say to everybody. I even tell my son, Max, I was like, Josh wrote that down every single day that he's going to be world champion. And it's like that true sort of saying, believe it, achieve it, and all that sort of stuff, which is good mm -hmm. to see. I've got to say as well, was there another point in that, you never got time to sort of like relax being a world champion because we just progre entered that ring. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it was like, that's Josh Taylor's next fight. We just progre. So it wasn't like yeah. a chance for you to go, I'm world champion. Let me sit back, pick my opponents. Who do I want to fight next? If I've got a mandatory, no, it was like, boom, we just face to face. Like within minutes, you win that world title. I mean, did that play a part? Next fight, unification fight. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that was probably one of the main reasons why I went into the tournament was because not only was there a chance for me to win the world title in 15 fights, there was another chance for me to become unified world champion in the next fight. You know, so usually in the normal running things, fighters or fighters will win their titles or world title, and then they'll have a couple of man, a couple of voluntary defenses and a couple of sort of pick me fights, like cherry picking fights, and then then they'll go for a bigger one, and then they'll go for try and get the bigger one. You know, um, but with me it was like. Right, you're fighting the world champion for this belt, win it, and then and then you're fighting the supposedly number one guy in the division, and for the two belts, you know, and it was, I was like, right, let's go, you know. So and I've done it now, sixteen fights, unified world champion, IBF, WBA, and Ring Magazine belt, and Muhammad Ali Trophy champion. All sixteen fights is is mental, you know. Now I'm chasing the next fight for the winner of Ramirez, or if that fight goes ahead. Um, Chase Ramirez, you know, if him or Postal, if that fight doesn't go ahead, hopefully me and him can get on straight away. Um, just need to wait to see what happens with us after this lockdown. Josh, I've got to say, like, it's amazing, like you said, 16 fights, unified world champion. Even at that, it's like, I think somebody done it on Twitter saying that your last four opponents, their record was 96 and 1. 94 and 1. 94 and 1, yeah. I mean, 94 and 1, aye. 94 how many, many fighters can say that, that their last four opponents had that sort of record between I know, no, it's been this it's been good. I've had a good day. Uh, I've had a good day, uh, you know, upcoming, you know, and that's that is, you know, I know I'm not with them anymore, but credit to my old management team. Um and getting me the fights and, and sort of getting the fights at the right time. So credit where it's due, they've done a good job. Um but I was the one that was in the ring doing doing the fighting and getting the results. So I mean there's there could you could put you could put a hundred dollar I believe you could put a a hundred other fighters in the same positions and they'll get the same results, you know. Um, I was the one that was in there throwing the punches and, and getting putting on their performances, so I'm proud of myself, like, 100%. Definitely. Well, Josh, I'm proud of you as well, big man. Like I said, I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember you being that amateur in that lock-in boxing gym, writing them. I was like, Josh, what are you writing, man? You wrote that about a hundred times, Josh, but, and it's for me, it's good to see you, you achieve your goal, because I've achieved fuck all in life. <laughs> top top interview in IFL, mate. Oh, there you go. I'll take that. I'll take that title. That's not wrong title. Josh, I want to say thank you for doing this for IFL TV. I know it's kind of hard with everything that's going on and.
to get motivated and to have a chat talk boxing and like I've interviewed you three times since this lockdown but I wanted to, since it's been one whole year since you've won your world title I thought I'd get yeah. your thoughts on it and how you're feeling right now that you are a world champion you're living your life so again thanks so much mate I really appreciate it nah, no problem and again again aye so aye again one year on the day anniversary so I might go and put the might go and put the fight on now Daniel's through there watching something I know but I might just go and turn it off and say alright come on yeah, let's go watch. Let's watch your fight. It's our anniversary. Exactly. It's, it's, it's our anniversary. <laughs> well, take a wee photo, Josh, and send me to prove you're you're watching it. No, I'm just super proud of myself, man. You know, like when you sit, you didn't really get a chance to sit down and think about it because you're always there's always something next thing mm. going on, and there's always something happening. The next target, you know, this is what I want to do next. That's what I want to do next. And then, you know, you sit down. You've got a bit of downtime now. Sitting, you go fuck me, and when you really think about it, you go fucking hell. I've done that. I've done that. Jesus Christ, I've done no bad. And there's still more to come, so the best is yet to come, Andy. There you go. And I'll end it there, Josh. That's the perfect way to end it. Like I said, honestly, I can't wait to see you back in the ring, mate. Honestly, I enjoy your fights. Like I say, I'm a fan, and people are going to say, Andrew, Josh Taylor, but I don't give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? Thanks, for <laughs> Thanks very much, mate. I appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully we'll see you in the ring sooner rather than later. No bother, mate. And I'll see you, see you again soon, mate. I'll see Definitely. you again soon. Cheers, bro. Cheers, bro. Take care. Take Cheers. care.